Good morning. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Tea Time with Tommy, where we take a few minutes, share a cup of tea together, and we are hopefully able to gain some encouragement as we look at different scriptures and devotional thoughts. Today's podcast is brought to you by Creme de Peche from Tin Roof Teas. Caffeine-free Creme de Peche is light, creamy, and extremely smooth. Think of peaches and cream as a tea, complete with apple cubes, carrot flakes, pineapple cubes, and freeze-dried peach puree. This tea is great hot or iced. So sit back with your cup of tea, and let's relax together for a few minutes as we see where this week's podcast will take us. Good morning. A warm teacup welcome to all those who are able to listen in with us. and For those who will be listening in at a later time, I hope that your week has started off in a positive way. Uh, for those of us that are listening right now as we greet this Wednesday, I hope that you're feeling a sense of expectation as we look ahead to the coming weekend. We're continuing to walk down this road of digging a little deeper into the greatest sermon ever preached and how, as Christ reveals the very characteristics of himself, we see how that applies to our lives as his followers. I was sharing with Melissa this morning, I... Uh, I realize I'm really struggling as we study through this. God's Spirit is certainly teaching me many things and pointing out to me areas that that I know I need to work on. And I, I guess we all know those areas, but uh, to be reminded of them sometimes is difficult. And today's a tough subject as we move into uh, verse 7 of Matthew chapter 5. <clears throat> now we're going to read, of course, uh, beginning in verse 1. Uh, if for no other reason, just to refresh our hearts and minds of what we've already seen from the Lord thus far uh, in His teachings to us of the Beatitudes. <clears throat> but today's a, one of those tough ones. Uh, and as I say that, I chuckle because I think they've all been that. Uh, but today in Matthew chapter 5, I hope you have your Bibles and we'll begin reading in verse 1. And seeing the multitudes, He went up on a mountain. And when He was seated... His disciples came to him, and then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. As we've walked through these Beatitudes so far, we've been studying in particular the relation of how they apply to our own person, how we must be poor in spirit, how we must mourn, how we must become meek, and how we, uh, as Christ's followers, should hunger and thirst for righteousness. But what we find today is Christ shifting that relational aspect of this teaching. And, and this characteristic begins to lead us uh, to focusing on how we treat others. Now again, last week as we looked at hungering and thirsting after righteousness, I believe it's a natural progression of necessity for us as His followers in developing <clears throat> this, this trait, this characteristic that mercy would become second nature to us. Blessed are the merciful. Now, if we break this down a little bit, <clears throat> we're looking at uh, 
an active kindness and compassion. Uh, we set the tone and example of forgiveness. We are the ones who must, to the best that we have in our ability in the flesh, to put aside our own feelings and to think about how others are feeling first. To ask ourselves, what are they going through? How can we identify with them and then again do our best in understanding and guiding them through their circumstances? You and I as followers of Christ, we have become the recipients of mercy that is both immeasurable as well as unending. First Peter 1.3 puts it this way, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Our very salvation is found in the midst of Christ's mercy. Titus 3, 5, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. There's nowhere, uh, there, there is nothing that in our lives that we can do in striving to be more Christ-like of showing Christ than when we show mercy. Uh, Exodus chapter 34, Ezekiel chapter 33, 1 Timothy chapter 2, 2 Peter chapter 3, all shows how much God delights in the exercise of mercy. Uh, I actually thought about breaking down some of those passages that I mentioned, but because of our time, I, I, I don't want to dig too deep. Who knows, this might be a sermon series in itself one day, but uh, just to encourage us today, the mercy that He has shown by giving His Son to die for us, by expressing that willingness to pardon and save us, by sending His Holy Spirit to be that renewal in sanctifying our hearts every moment of every day, we must strive and remember that we live in His undeserved mercy. Now, we have abundant opportunities probably daily, to show mercy. This world is full of guilt. It is full of pain. It is full of despair. And as followers of Christ, we can help to relieve that. As difficult as it may be, and just know up front, sometimes it's going to be very difficult. We, striving to be more Christ-like, growing in our relationship with Him, we will be merciful. It says, they shall obtain mercy. Realizing mercy is going to grow in us as a result of our personal walk with our merciful God. There's so many truths in Psalms, even regarding this particular subject but the mercy that we obtain is in that daily walk with Him, which in turn will cause us to be more merciful. Psalm 37, the righteous shows mercy and gives. Psalm 25, all the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth 
to such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. Psalm 86, For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive and abundant in mercy to all those who call upon you. Our mercy is going to grow because of our personal relationship growth with our merciful God. Digging even deeper at obtaining mercy, I want to just glance real quick to the parable of the unforgiving servant in Matthew 18 where Jesus illustrates why God only extends that mercy to those who themselves are striving to be merciful. If you'll remember, God, uh, just like the master that is shown in that parable, God forgives us such a tremendous debt, the death penalty for our sins against him required the death of his son. Considering what God has forgiven of us, honestly, our fellow man's trespasses against us really pale in any comparison. To refuse to forgive, to refuse to show compassion to others for these minor, by comparison, Things would show a lack of appreciation for the mercy that he shows. Mercy also shows both our love for God in the midst of showing our love for our fellow man. In 1 John 4, John writes that if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he does not love his brother whom he has seen. How can he love God whom he has not seen? This commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. As we study God's word, as we desire to understand it more, we see that in every act of God, from the very first thought of his plan for humanity in the creation of existence from eternity past until right now, everything is touched by his mercy. Psalm 103, verse 17, the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. God will not, God cannot change from who he is. You and I, as his children, as his followers, as as we desire to be more Christ-like, not only can we, but we must desire to be merciful. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's podcast. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Mercy. The word mercy derives from the medieval Latin merced or mercies, which means price paid. If you struggle to show mercy, then I challenge you to consider that you have either a poor understanding of the cost of your sin or an entitled superiority that places your need for mercy as being more worthy than another's. God has been immeasurably merciful to each of us who had nothing to offer in return but brokenness and sin. We have received great endless mercy If we desire to be true followers of Christ, walking in His example, hungering and thirsting for righteousness, we must be merciful. Not because others deserve it, not because it's earned, 
but because we have tasted the sweetness of God's mercy personally in our own lives, and we want others to experience it as well. We look forward to spending time with you next week, but until then, may your cup overflow with his blessings.